0: Hello, how are you? hope you're having a fantastic day. Thank you for being here. Uh, this is the Between Me and Drew podcast. My name is Drew, uh, believe it or not. And um, today we are talking about um, prepping, planning, and gearing up uh, for Christmas. So, happy holidays to you. Um, here in our little corner of the world, um, Midwest, is, or we are in the Midwest, surprise um christmas or the holiday season um is kind of a big deal and um it is a uh, time of year where we used to just completely take off um and uh really not do much when it came to production um but we've kind of uh embraced it over the past few years and um it is an interesting holiday to plan for um it is exciting there's lots of components and things that uh that go on to make it a success um and lots of timelines and things to remember so um that's kind of what we're covering today today's episode is sponsored by leo burby bulb company from marysville ohio and uh, we'll have a little note from them in the middle and then we are going to uh Talk about a whole bunch of things. So, um, a couple weeks ago, I released a or posted a reel on Instagram of us making wreaths, and I started off the reel with something that kind of took people by surprise, <laughs> um, and that was a recipe book. Um, so i i came or I come to uh, the industry where I am today uh, from working in flower shops and. Um, believe it or not in many many of the conventional uh, flower shops that do dailies and even sometimes with weddings and funerals too um, is everything is uh, kind of guided by a recipe in some capacity Um, so that when designers or ordering is happening designers are designing and ordering is happening we all kind of have a general idea of what is required, uh, for individual pieces. Um, and I write recipes, um, not for everything. Uh, a lot of our wedding stuff is kind of done freehand. We have a general, uh, kind of formula that we follow when it comes to, um, you know, stem counts or or things like that. But, um, when it comes to, uh, unique designs in, in particular, it's all pretty much free freestyle. Um, but, um, when we're doing, pre-sale things like wreaths um, that need to be consistent or porch pots that need to have the same components Um, a recipe book is or a recipe in general is a huge huge uh, benefit and tool to have Um, and I actually wrote all of our recipes um, for this current year for 2022 last year so 2021 Christmas I had we had just finished up the the holiday Christmas season. It was actually the last day of open houses here at the farm, and I was it was slow that day. I remember so I was writing out all of the things that I wanted us to produce for next year because I I knew I had a really good idea of what customers were buying. Um, and then I was writing the recipes um, for for those items, um, and already drafting up quantities of you know finished pieces so we knew that we needed, you know, 100 white designer bowls or we needed 100 white uh metal tins from IKEA or whatever the 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 hard goods supply is. Um we already knew what we needed. And then from there, I just transferred all of that into uh just simple Google Docs forms um that broke out, you know, within each um classic pine cone wreath you will have four curly willow tips you'll have four stems of berries you'll have four pine cones you'll have assorted uh evergreens and eucalyptus um and then that's that's the recipe and it's made on an eight inch crimp base um so having that uh as a reference is tremendous absolutely tremendous um so Huge thing. And we have that for everything that we do for Christmas. So uh, the full wreath styles, the door swags, the brass hoop wreaths, the porch pots, the centerpieces, the amaryllis kits, everything. Um, It all has a recipe so that in case myself or Ashley isn't the one making those pieces, the, the recipe is there and there's a photo of what it should look like. Um, Already in that or on that page as well. So there there is a a reference or a checkpoint um, For whoever is making those pieces here at the farm Um, Another thing too that's huge um, For for this time of year is keep all supplies stocked Um, And that's going to be you know the the mundane things Uh, Wire bind wire uh, extra tools uh, Greens bulbs containers etc. Greens is a big one because a lot of the finished pieces that we're making uh, for, for this time of year are all processed greens. So it's just the tips. Um, or like a, a nice branchy section off of a stem. Um, so all of that is, is pre-work that needs to be done ahead of time. Um, and then once we do have um, evergreen trees broken down, all of those tips are stored into black bulb crates, which are then stored in our uh, one of our coolers. So we know um, that like all the white pine goes here, the arborvitae tips go here, the spruce goes here. So we are able to uh, very have a very clear visual of what all is being used, what we have access to as we're we're making and uh moving through so then it's very you know straightforward if we're like oh wow we're almost out of our variety we either need to come up with a substitution or go harvest more if we can do that Um, and that's usually the route that we go Um, bulbs Um, this is where pre-ordering and keeping in with the kind of timeline thought process very very important so all of our amaryllis and, and winter bulbs, so amaryllis, paper whites, oxalis, um, they're coming from Marjolin in Marysville, Ohio, from Leo Burby Bulb Company. And we try to order those as, as soon as we can. Um, and I want to say that we had our amaryllis ordered by, like, June of this past year, probably before, actually, um, so that we could you know get what we wanted and we got that reservation in um and then it was shipped to us and it was it was good to go um and it was actually fun because when i was at Burbies this past fall for burby fest i got to see <laughs> our our trays of amaryllis bulbs that were still in the cooler that they had the clara joyce name on them so that was really fun um but you need to really get those pre-orders in. Um, if you do have uh, volume requests or special requests in regard to sizing or variety, um, those, those uh, need to be submitted plenty plenty in advance um purchased evergreen orders um need to be placed months in advance as well um we we kind of go in on a co-op order with another grower in our area um for purchased in evergreens so this is going to be things like Fraser fir balsam like high quality balsam um, the fancy incense cedar the really long drapey cedar all of that stuff we need to oh and spruce tips if you are doing like a fancy planters, spruce tips are lovely. Um, all that needs to be submitted um, very, very early. One of the the places that we purchase from, um, I want to say that they're in Minnesota, maybe. They are requesting your orders in January for that upcoming fall harvest um, so that they know basically as their season is pro- as progressing um what is going to be available for um them at at you know at, in the winter um based off of what was already previously pre- pre-ordered um so having a, a very loose idea um and always kind of reserving extra is uh, a good thing because there's a huge huge shortage of um christmas trees and evergreen right now and um it's very hard to find good quality um relatively cost-effective um evergreens in like in a last minute situation Um, i'm part of a independent garden center's uh facebook page and it's always mind-blowing how many people are having to deal with canceled orders or just orders not shipping, um, and then it's just like a, a mad panic because you're trying to find, you know, a thousand pounds of greens or three thousand pounds of greens, um, and you just you would like, it's a problem in the industry. There's just not enough evergreen, um, and I think one thing that you could kind of contribute to that is kind of the rise of rise and fall of a few things. Um, the average conventional farmer uh, is very old and is retiring um and many of those people aren't being replaced. Uh the evergreen industry is very very labor intensive. Um and you've also have to take into account that Christmas trees are a and evergreens in general are a very long-term crop. It it is not like corn, it's not like soybeans, it's not like sunflowers where you have, you know, at least one harvest every season um based off of what was planted in the spring. For, for trees and evergreen, um, it takes years, years and years and years, uh, six, seven, eight years, just to get a Christmas tree size. Um, so you when you factor that into the also rising demand, but somewhat uh, wavering demand for artificial trees, um, that definitely played into the evergreen industry. I have a strong feeling as well, um, and there was a period of time when high-quality artificial trees were being purchased more than, than fresh. Um, and when that happened, less trees were planted to facilitate the um, upcoming drop in demand. Um, and then subsequently, um, because of that, you're also not having as many loose greens um, or cutoffs for wreaths and garland and swags and whatever else is, is happening. Uh, so there's lots of different things to take into account. Um, so so many things <laughs> um, stock up in the late winter on on things that have been put on sale uh, is the next thing that I have on my list. Um, so what that means is that once you get through your Christmas season, uh, watch the big box stores um, they're always fun to prey on um, because there's a really good chance that the day after or the next like two or three days after Christmas, there's going to be a lot of stuff that will be on sale that you can use. So things like ribbons. Um, we use a boatload of white and red ribbon. Um, we know what styles we like, so we just wait for it to go on sale, and then we stock up. Um, preserved moss, faux berries, uh, flocking spray, if you're doing internal flockings, um, All of that stuff will be on sale. Containers, for sure. Um Speaking of containers, if there is something in particular that you are like really set on for, you know, a fancy centerpiece container or whatever the case is, um, stock up on that way ahead of time, way, way ahead of time. We don't really use anything that's like designed specifically for Christmas. So like none of our containers are going to have like a cheesy little snowflake on it or any like a a butt plug Christmas tree is not going to be you know stamped on the side of it um so we're using containers that we can use for other like different points in the season too um so i'm not sure if you caught on to it but earlier i mentioned uh stocking up on tins from ikea so ikea has in their home and garden section um these little like either three or i think they're a four inch it's a four inch round um silver tin bucket um They might sell it as a galvanized tin, but I don't know that it's like truly galvanized. I think it just has a finish on it, Uh, but they're like 79 cents and they they're perfect for small centerpieces. they're perfect for quick grab and goes they're amazing for doing single amaryllis bulb planters because a nice size amaryllis bulb will fill out the container a little bit of sheet moss on top and you're good to go um super super easy very cost effective it can be purchased at any point in time um, and it's just one thing that we can you know buy over the summer season inventory and it's there ready to go for us um so that's huge as well um yes so things like bowls pea gravel um, ribbons like we talked about before with sale items all of that stuff um is things that are not going to go bad they are a non-perishable item and the other wonderful thing about those is even if you don't use them all for this this year um this like holiday season there's nothing saying that you can't repurpose it and do something different a different style with it or if that was a successful look just recreate it again for next year uh, for next season so that is definitely an option as well um okay so we're going to take a quick break burbies have a note and i will see you in just a second i think this is so timely because leo burby bulbco is such a key component to our farm like straight up, um, Leo Burby bulb co is your one-stop shop for all things, bulbs, bare roots, perennials, e- etc. They're family owned and operated for over 50 years. Leo Burby bulb strives on providing exceptional customer service. Truly. I agree. Um, and while Leo Burby specializes in bulbs for spring and fall planting, They also have an incredible Young Plants division that can broker plants and plugs from over 30 different growers. So whether you order online or you call into the office and, and, you know, phone in your order, uh, the process is very simple and straightforward. There's no order that's too large or too small, and there's no boxing minimums on orders either. They're family-owned and operated. I love them to death, and the customer service is honestly the best. Um, So be sure to use the code DREW when you place your order online and you'll get a free gift so super simple you're ordering at the very end uh there's a you can put like a promo code or in the notes section um just use the code drew and say that you heard about leo leo burby bold Co. on our podcast and uh Marjoram will make sure you get a little gift so there you go thanks leo burby love ya Okay, so uh, the second half of today's uh, episode, we're going to talk about um, kind of how we can uh, forecast the volumes that we're going to be needing, and this is this can be a very tricky and challenging concept. Um, if you're if you're new to the industry or this is your like first Christmas, you're not quite sure what to expect or plan for. Um, I will say to err on the side of caution. Um, so if you think that you can sell you know 100 amaryllis planters maybe only buy enough for 80 or buy enough for 90 because if you don't quite meet your 100 then you've already kind of hedged your bet a little bit and you're not left with you know 20 extra amaryllis planters at the end of the season um little things like that but there are some things that we can do to really get a good grasp on demand um what we can expect and already make some money off the Christmas season through the usage of pre sales um, and pre selling tickets for workshops. Um, so I'm a huge fan of pre sale. A lot of our business is done through pre sale um, because if you look at weddings, that's all pre-purchased product. If you look at Dahlia tubers and cuttings, that's all pre-purchased, pre-ordered product that needs to be delivered. Um, so this is a very easy concept um, for us to, to grasp. Um, so when we're talking about pre-sailing, um, we need to make sure that we can get all of our items listed on our website and just a few nuggets of advertising out um, as, as early as we can. Um, and I never <laughs> uh, get my uh, shit together fast enough, um, but we still get it done. So I usually start making mock-ups uh, in September, and then I like to have them listed, if possible, in October, um, and then that will give us a good cushion of time for people to purchase an order and for us to organize orders um and for us to kind of use that uh interest level as a gauge of what we should be producing. Um so there is that. Um when I say use it as a gauge you can use that however you so however you see fit uh because if you know that you have a, uh, a demographic in your following that doesn't shop on the computer and likes to have that in-person experience and likes to see things and touch things and feel things, um, then you could either use those pre-ordered quantities and, and double that or triple it. Um, the other thing too is if you're doing like um, holiday markets or pop-ups, none of that is going to be pre-ordered product too. So if you are expecting to do a pop-up at your local bakery or a pop-up um in collaboration with a few other crafters or vendors um all of those things uh and and uh sale t- channels um need to kind of be taken into account so that you have inventory to to do those um, so there's that the other thing that you can also pre-sale is workshop tickets so um for the past couple of years we've done a spring workshop series for the local community college in our area. Um and this winter I wanted to do um some workshops on our own, uh in the studio, more so geared towards um holiday and, and Christmas things. So They've gone fairly well. Um, We've done a couple different uh, swag workshops, which are very easy. Um, It's very straightforward. Everybody has a good time. It's very, very foolproof as well. Because when we are making swags, we're using zip ties as our closure, our fastening system, like a a cable tie. Um, And um, they're very easy to use. The product is is very straightforward. Um, So we, We have a good time with that one. Um, The other one would be porch pot planters. Um, That one went quite well as well this year. Um, We had everything, you know, prepped and ready to go. So they got to cut a few things, but it was more so of a, a design um, workshop, and I, once again, everything is done off of a recipe. So we're all going into this with the idea of, oh, this is what we're making, and then we, ha- from our perspective for planning, we have everything laid out already, like the quantities, prepackaged, ready to go. Um, so that we're making sure that no one is like hogging all the pine cones or no one is taking all the fancy cedar. Um, so there's some some planning that goes into these things as well. Um, fresh flower centerpieces, those we're doing closer towards Christmas. That's so like the week before and the week of. Um, and then we have not done any wreath workshops. And I'm a little intimidated <laughs> By doing a wreath workshop, and I know it would be fine um but we i've i've let's be very honest and for the sake of transparency, I've never made an evergreen uh wreath by hand I've never hand wrapped an evergreen wreath ever um I'm not saying that that's a bragging point, I think it's a lack of experience um and i that's probably what's holding me back <laughs> from doing. a wreath workshop. Um, so there's just a few, like few key things that I can see, you know, happening. Um, case in point, the first swag workshop that we did this year, we were using bind wire as the fastener and people weren't getting it tight enough. So then as they were leaving, their swags were falling apart. So then we were going back through and reusing zip ties, um, because it's just a more secure way. Um, it's more foolproof. You can really crank down on them. Um, so there's that because wreaths I I feel are traditionally done with bind wire. Um so I just like that tension part might be a little bit of a struggle. Um I feel like it's a lot of product too in a hand wrapped wreath, so um something to look into. We'll 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 put it put it at that. So don't knock it till you try it, I suppose. Now, when we you know s- kind of start to to uh look ahead next year um because right now we're you know middle of december um many of the uh evergreen pieces that we've uh produced have already been sold um because people want a wreath on the outside of their house for more than just the week of christmas usually um kind of that like mindset is it takes a little bit of time to to wrap your mind around too but um as we start to finish uh, the the 2022 holiday season, we can think about you know what are some things that we want to do or do differently for next year, um, and I've got you know quite a few of those things, um, and I'm just going to quickly run down uh, the list here. So, um, paper white planters. We currently do amaryllis planters and like a mixed bulb situation, but paper whites are a faster growing bulb. They're more cost effective, i.e. they're cheaper. They're more fragrant, um, and they're just more dainty. They have a totally different look than, than Amaryllis do. That would also be a super easy class. Wonderful. Um, a class for Amaryllis would be a really easy, like, l- lend a hand to as well. Um, and then you could combine the two of those and do a mixed pl- mixed bulb planter class. Perfect. Boom. Done. Easy peasy. Um, hand-bound wreath classes. We talked about this earlier. I think it's something we're going to try and take on for next year. Um, fresh flower pieces, centerpieces uh, using longer-lasting um, and dried elements I think would be something to look into because you could do workshops. You would have like a, a centerpiece... Um, style a or name it you know some give it a name um and then that would be done in like early-ish december so you'd be using evergreens dried flowers like amobium straw flower uh, red celosias things like that Um, and then you would be adding in like the white um, heirloom chrysanthemums that you might not have sold for fall because they're white usually isn't super fall oriented uh, but you still have them in the greenhouse and chrysanthemums last forever so you know totally you know utilize that and then you could do um you know a, another series or another style of centerpiece the week of or the week before christmas that would be things that aren't going to last you know quite as long still keeping it kind of cohesive with the evergreen eucalyptus uh, foundation to build off of but then you could throw in you know something from california or south american roses or whatever you have access to um to make it uh, unique for, for your customer um, both of those super super easy class opportunities um, i was very surprised and kind of taken back by how well classes and workshops were uh taken um by our, our area here um one of my friends that does um, a nursery operation in iowa um does a huge huge workshop um program in for 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 christmas and for holiday time um and um this is where timelines and really understanding um and just implementing rather really comes into play because she opens up her workshops in september september can you believe it that's crazy to me because by the time the end of october rolls around most of those classes are already full so she knows exactly you know, what her customers want. She knows exactly what she needs to purchase for hard goods and supplies. And hell, if you want to, you can add one or two more and then see if they fill up. Um so that that is is huge and tremendous. Um and also since we usually do have a few things kind of left over or hanging around at the end of the the Christmas season. So like a few crates of greens, uh, a few porch pots that didn't sell, some leftover bulbs. Um, Now, if you have the bandwidth, now is the perfect time to kind of tap into your creative side and make your looks for next season. Um, Because if you know that the Dollar Tree has a certain, you know, glitter pick element that you love that you don't have currently... But you can get it now, and you can get it now, and it's going to be you know, in large volumes if you've ordered on the website. Um, just hold on to it for the year. Get your mock-ups made. Get your photos taken. It'll be p- pretty outside if, it, if you have snow. Get your pictures taken. Prep it on your website. Schedule it to release if you're working on uh, Squarespace. Schedule it to release in September, and then you're good to go. You already have your recipe made. You're prepped prepped and primed, ready to roll. Um, So we'll see if we can make that happen. Sounds kind of like a pipe dream to me, but who knows? Miracles can happen. (laughs) Um, So yes, that's kind of how we uh, gear up and plan for Christmas. Um, I know that a lot of this might have seemed fundamental, uh, but a reminder every now and then is not a bad thing. Um, And um, yeah. Talk to your your brokers. You know, if you've got a certain company that you like to work with for Evergreen or a certain company you like to work with for bulbs and containers, um, start making some very like loose penciled in ideas or decisions on what you're going to need for next year. Um, And uh, it's not a bad idea at all to put feelers out for pricing, see where people are coming in at. Um, make your decisions based on quality, factored into price. Um, So all of those things are very, very important and can be done right now, believe it or not. So there's your tip. As always, uh, thank you for being here. Please do follow us on social media. We're on uh, Facebook and Instagram under Clara Joyce Flowers. Um, You can send me an email if you have questions or ideas for new topics. My email address is drew at clarajoyceflowers.com. On our website, we have uh, a whole new merch lineup. We've got spring-shipped rooted cuttings of dahlias, heirloom mums, and cendraniums. We also have dahlia tubers available as well that we'll ship to you in the spring. And depending on your streaming platform, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. And uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a review. I always enjoy reading and sharing those with Ashley and the crew. So... That's what we've got next week. We are going to be be talking about um, kind of how to know what to make. And we're going to, I think, more so zoom out of um, the the Christmas season. We're going to talk about kind of big picture, um, how many people and how we factor in people into decisions as far as quantity and production. So it'll be a fun one. And I'll see you next week for that. So have a good day, have a good life, happy growing, and I'll see you then. Bye.